In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Blessed first week of Lent, first Sunday of Lent. And as, as last week, last Sunday, the church prepares us for Lent. It prepares us through the gospel and gives us tools and a focus on how to process the uh, Lent and what to do in when we start Lent. And so this week, as it's the first week of Lent, it gives us the not just the tools to prepare for Lent, but the way that we should encounter Lent. And if you look at all the steps that the church is taking, it, it's guiding us in a direction. And as we know, Lent is a journey. There's a path, and there's a goal, and there's a destination. And so as we look through Lent, we see many, we're going to see the church sets up gospels for us, kind of as checkpoints, or as guide, guiding, uh, guiding points to help us really take advantage of this time, of this blessed time, to really benefit from this time. And so when we look at this gospel, this is, of course, the gospel, a gospel from the Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5, 6, and 7 of, of the Gospel of Matthew, is a sermon by our Lord. And in this sermon, he's speaking to a, a large group of people, and within this uh, sermon, he's breaking down different points. And last week we read some from this gospel, and now we will be reading, or today we read from another part. And so, if you notice the points that he's trying to make, it's as if he's talking to us today, in present time, in 2022, Northridge, California. Because if you look at what's going on, you could see that he's trying to guide the people in a direction. The first thing, he says, do not lay up yourselves treasures on earth. And then he says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. He's saying that when we put our treasures on earth, they get destroyed. When we look at, for example, when you are trying to invest, and you're trying to save money, or you're trying to grow money, you're looking at the best investments. You're studying to see where should I put money, that not only will I not lose it, but I also will help grow it or help know that it will be there when I need it, right? This is for anything that we have, anything that we do. It's not just, not just money, but anything. We want to make sure whatever we put our time and energy in or, or, or effort or money, it will still be there or it will continue to grow. And so... Our Lord understands this and knows this and now is teaching us. And he says, while you're investing, while you're, in, while you're putting your time, your energy, your effort into something, make sure that it's eternal, not temporary. Now, what does that mean? Many times, if I were to say, everybody put their money into something, and you don't know at that point if it's going to be there tomorrow. Would anybody feel confident in that? 
course not. Here our Lord is trying to change our focus from temporary to eternal. Even the church has that mindset during Lent, where the focus is not on the food, right? Even though we're fasting, the focus is not on the food because the food is temporary. The food, you eat, you eat once and then you'll be hungry in an hour. Like, it's not, it's not eternal. And so the, the church is guiding us and saying, well, all these temporary things that we have, let's, these are important and we'll get to that later, but let's not focus on them. Let's focus on the eternal. Let's invest in our heavenly life. And so what does that mean to invest in our heavenly life? That means we do things, we make an effort for life with God. And now I want to talk a little bit about a misconception that we have. When we say temporary, we think of things here on earth. And when we think of eternal, we think of things in heaven. And that's true. But it's not heaven as a place that will come later. It's not temporary versus eternal when it comes to time. Eternal like meaning, well, not now, but later. No. Eternity starts today. This journey of Lent is a practice in our eternity. When we fast, when we pray, when we partake of His body and blood, when we are united with our Lord, eternity starts now. And so when we talk about investing in eternity, when we talk about uh, putting our, um, where, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, putting our heart in heaven, as in putting our heart in our Lord today. Is my goal Christ today? Am I doing everything that I can to invest in my relationship with God today? And if this is our question, it helps guide every other step. It, it helps guide us so that our focus during Lent is not what time should I eat, what time should I not eat, what should I eat? That our focus is, I want to live eternally with Christ today. So eternal versus temporal. The second thing that our Lord mentions, he says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. And if your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. Our Lord is now telling us, okay, after you refocus, after you focus and you say, I want to live with Christ today, my eternity starts today. Now, guard yourself, be careful. Because he's saying that the lamp of the body is really important. How he's, he's talking here about our senses, what we bring in. We live in a, in, in a time that we are exposed to so much, constantly, constantly. We're connected to the whole world at, at, in seconds through our phones and our devices. We are always just seeing there's so much going on around us. There's 
you know, you turn on TV, you turn on the news, you turn on whatever, you're, you're bombarded with things. But it's important for us to create a filtering system as Christians. As Christians, especially during Lent, that we create this filtering system. That as we are bombarded, that we know what should come in and what should come out. That we know what should be allowed to enter our bodies. Whether through our ears, through our eyes, through our mouth. That we are careful in what comes in. Because he says it. He says, if the lamp is dark, my whole body will be dark. If I'm constantly watching inappropriate things or listening to inappropriate things or surrounding myself with inappropriate people, our Lord is saying, you've already created this difficult circumstance. You've allowed yourself to, he was saying, he's, he's focused that you are either light or dark. Good or evil. You are, you can't, we can't play this two sided. And this leads us to our next point that there's only one master. And this is, I think, the hardest point. Because many of us want to please everyone around us. We grow up with this mentality I don't want anybody to be upset. I don't want God to be upset. So I'll come to church. But I don't want my friends to be upset, so I'll go with them to these places. I don't want me to be upset, so I'm going to watch this. But that's not how worship should be. Our focus is our Lord. If we focus, like, again, it's steps. If we are investing in heaven and investing in, in our eternity now, then our mindset changes. And then now I'm going to protect and create this filter system to see what comes in, what, come, what doesn't come in. Because if garbage comes in, garbage will come out. If I'm filled with negativity, negativity will, will, will come out and will guide my decisions. And so, what does it mean? What does it mean when our Lord says, you cannot serve God and mammon, that you can't have two masters? This is, again, he's leading us towards something, towards him. And he's saying, you can't serve two masters. Now, this is very hard, like I said, because we like to live in the gray area. We like to live in the gray area. We'll give God what he deserves. We'll, we'll, we, we know God exists. We love God. We'll pray. We'll do everything. But, uh, like, God's on Sunday. And then, or Sunday from, you know, Sunday morning. And then we, we take a turn. And this is scary. Because this gray area, the saints spoke about this. St. Paul, uh, St. Um, James says, friendship with the world is enmity with God. Friendship with the world is enmity with God, meaning I make God an enemy in my life if I have friendship with the world. We just, at every time we read the Catholic epistle, we end the Catholic epistle with the same line, 
It says, do not love the world, nor the things which are in the world. The world shall pass away in all its desires, but he who does the will of God shall abide forever. Amen. Do not love the world. Does that mean do not love like being here and just be miserable all the time? No. Our Lord is saying, do not be attached to this world, again, for the same purpose that it's temporal. That our focus is on God. The last thing, and I feel like this leads, this gospel focuses all the steps to get to this point. Where the last point is, do not worry. Therefore, do not worry. I mean, it's hard. We say that we're constantly reminding ourselves all the time. We're struggling, do not worry. I don't know what I'm going to do with this job. Do not worry. I'm struggling in my relationship. Do not worry. Our Lord is, is repeatedly telling us, do not worry. Why? Because he says, your Father in heaven knows that you need these things. If, I, if we just say, do not worry, the response would be like, Abuna, like, of course I have to worry. Like, how am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to take care of my family? How, how am I going to continue moving on in my life? How am I going to, you know, I see people nodding. So, uh, so I, I can see that people feel that same way. But the idea is that the, the worry is there. The worry is there. But, our, but what our Lord is teaching us, he says, don't worry. Not don't worry that these things are not important. These things are important. What you will wear, what you will eat, what you will drink, my job, my school, my struggles, my physical health, my mental health, my everything in my life, these are definitely things that are important. But our Lord says, I know. I know that you need these things. I know. And then... If he left us there, I don't know about you, but I would be nervous. Like, God, I, I, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about this. And he says, I know. Don't worry. I would still feel nervous. But the, the, the gospel today ends with a beautiful verse saying, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all things shall be added. All those worries that you're talking about, the people that we know that are struggling, we ourselves that are struggling, don't worry. I know that, I know what you need. And, and you know what? I'm not going to answer it the way you want it to be answered. I'm gonna answer it in the way that's best. And this is reassuring to us. And as we go through Lent, let's take these steps. Let's think about the eternal. Let's focus on our spirit. Let's invest in our spiritual life. Prayer, liturgies, Bible reading, spiritual book reading. Let's invest in our, in our eternity. Let us 
refocus our mind. Let us be careful what's coming in into our bodies. Let us remember that we have one master that we may follow. And lastly, that we also think about putting our trust in our Lord. The Psalm, Psalm today says, To you, O Lord, I have lifted up my soul. O my God, I have trust in you. I trust that he will take care of us. I trust that he will do what's best for us. One of the priests, one day we were, uh, a few priests were sitting talking and many people were sharing some uh, struggles or some things that they had, burdens that they felt. Uh, there was a lot of things going on at the church at the time. And uh, we were just like, sharing it like, you know, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this. And one of the priests said, fathers, stop taking on the burden only on yourself. Put it on the altar. Put it on the altar. Let's put our burdens on the altar. Put our worries on the altar. Put, give our worries to God for he cares for us. If we seek him first and his righteousness, all things shall be added and glory be to God forever. Amen.